Ah, come now. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving, and I will enter his courts with praise. Nothing but praise, for the Lord is good. And he's greatly to be praised. He's merciful and he's greatly to be praised. He's righteous and he's greatly to be praised. He's holy and he's greatly to be praised. Father, we just thank you tonight. We give you glory. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. We give you the glory with our lives. We give you the praise with our lives, oh God. We lift our lives up before you, oh God. And we say, have your way. Have your way with our lives. Have your way with our minds. Have your way with our desires. Have your way, oh God. Father, you've called us. You created us for your purpose. And we thank you tonight that we've come into that knowledge of understanding that is not about us, but it's about you. It's all about you and what you want to do for us and what you've actually done for us. And Father, we just thank you tonight because you've done great things. Hallelujah. And we're coming into the knowledge. We're coming into the understanding of the great things that you've done for the children of God. Father, we just thank you for the witnesses that have went before us, oh God. The witnesses in the Bible, oh God. Those ones that have gone before us, that have have nothing but good words to say about you. And Father, you've proven yourself to us to be just good. You are good. And we just thank you, Lord, oh God, for the testimonies of the saints, oh God. Hallelujah. That say that you are good. Father, we just thank you for each and every one that are out listening, oh God, with their, their ears, their ears attending to hear you, oh God, and understand your word, your likeness, oh God, your will, your desire for us, oh God, that we don't fear. Now you don't mean for us to fear. You don't mean for us to worry, oh God, but you intend on building us up. You intend on establishing us in your truth. You, oh God, you, oh God, you want to do the work on the inside of us. It's your will to do the work on the inside of us, oh God. And we just thank you tonight that you've empowered us, oh God, with your spirit. You've empowered us by your might. You've empowered us by your counsel. You've empowered us. And we just thank you, oh God. We believe this. We believe your word. We believe your truth tonight, oh God. We believe in you, oh God. We believe that you desire to be our father. Not that we want you to be our father, but you desire to be our father, oh God. And we just thank you for that love. We thank you for that affection. We thank you, Lord, for that mind, oh God, that you have towards us, oh God. You loved us. You first loved us. And we thank you tonight that your love was great towards us and it still is great. And your mercy, oh God, it endures forever. Your mercy, oh God, endureth forever. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Where justice demands our life, mercy says no. Mercy say I'm standing in the gap. Mercy say I'm pleading on their behalf. Mercy says no. And we thank God. 
We thank God for Jesus. He is that mercy today. He is that mercy that stands before us. He is that grace that stands before us. Hallelujah. When the enemy thought he could take us out, that was Jesus standing before us, protecting us, covering us, oh God, by your grace. You sent your son. You sent your spirit to cover us. You sent your son. You sent your spirit to protect us, oh God. You sent your son. You sent your spirit to heal us us, oh God. And we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness tonight. Hallelujah. There's none like you. You are magnificent. You are splendor, oh God. Hallelujah. Your greatness, oh God, is just unfathomable. We just thank you, Lord, that we can never reach to the end of you, oh God. But knowing, oh God, that you're right here with us. You're right here. You're right here with us. You're right here in us. And we thank you, Lord, for coming to dwell, coming to stay, coming to live, coming to abide. We thank you, Lord, for your desire. You have the desire to come. You had the desire to want to come and literally fellowship with us, oh God. Dwell with us. You brought the kingdom to us. Hallelujah. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When you came, oh God, you brought your kingdom on earth. You brought your kingdom, oh God, and you put it on the inside of us, oh God. Your kingdom lives on the inside. Your kingdom dwells on the inside. Your kingdom, oh God, is doing a work. Hallelujah. Your kingdom is doing a work on the inside of us. The Holy Ghost himself. He is the kingdom of God. He is your dwelling place. He is your likeness, oh God. He is your righteousness, oh God. He is your holiness, oh God. Hallelujah. He is your word, oh God. He is your power, oh God. He is your counsel, oh God. And he abides on the inside of us. Jesus, glory to God. We have the kingdom on the inside of us. We have God's way of doing things on the inside of us. We got the establishment of God on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is adorning us. He's dressing us up. He's decking us out. Hallelujah. By his glory, his desire, his will. Come on. We're looking good to him. He's decking us out. Hallelujah. Come on, God. Come on. Hallelujah. I thank God tonight for his spirit. I thank God for his love that comes through his prayer. His prayer just shows us just how much he loves us. The prayer just shows us just how much he's given to the children. It shows just how much he wants the children to look just like him. Just like him. Father, we just thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has great dreams and desires and plans for our lives. 
And we got to get into the place of trusting him with that. Trusting him with those great plans that he has. Hallelujah. Where we no longer walk in the counsel of the ungodly. But we walk in the word of God. We walk in the wisdom of God. We walk in the knowledge and understanding of God. Hallelujah. All that he desires for us to know. Come on. We don't move outside our steps. We stay in our lane. There's a place that God has for us. There's a place that God wants us to dwell in. There's a place that he has where the wisdom and the knowledge is given to us, but we would never move outside of that place of trying to to know more than God or be like God. But we know that he's made us in his image and his likeness, but we know we need him in order to be. We could never be more than our God. We could never be like him. Oh my God, but he's adorning us. He's adorning us, hallelujah, into his children, the very image of him and his likeness. But he's God. That separates him. He's God. We could never be God. He's God. How many know that tonight? How many look look and know that tonight? He is God. My God, hallelujah. When you think about all that he's given to the children, when you think about all that he's made available, he made these things available to us as children and as he being our father. But when it comes to him being God, oh my God, come on. We got to know where we belong. We got to know where we belong in him. He is God and he's more than enough. He can do what he wants to do. Come on. He can do what he wants to do in our lives because it is good. It is perfect. It is well. It is well because he's our God. Not only our God, but he's our father. He's that father that you've always wanted. He's that father that you can't even understand the greatness of its love, of his love. You can't even begin to understand the greatness of the love that the father talks about. We think we do, but you could never really grasp it. God loves us. He loves us with an everlasting love in spite of all that we do, in spite of all that we say. Come on, we think about some of the things we've done. We think about some of the places that we went. We think about some of the places that we're still doing. But the love of God is still, it's still hanging with us. It's still walking with us. It's still loving us. The love of God is still there. And that's the part that makes you love him so much that he would never leave us. He would never forsake us in spite of who we are and what we've done. He would never leave us, nor will he forsake us. And even growing us up and even growing us up into that place in him, There's going to be times that we may not stand so correct in that spot. Oh, but God's love is still there. God's love is great towards us. Hallelujah. Psalms 18 tonight. I just wanted to read about David writing a song unto the Lord. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. My God, come on. We know all about David, don't we? Don't we know the story about David? 
David being raised up as king. But do you realize it was almost 15 to 20 years before David really began to walk in that place? This He was anointed as king. He was anointed to be great. He was anointed to walk as king. But do you realize it was 15 to 20 years before David began to move in that place? Come on, David, he was taken from the sheepfold, anointed as the future king. David lived some 20 and some years as a fugitive and as a man who had lost everything. He lost his safety. He lost his youth. He lost his family. He lost his career. He lost his rights. He lost his connection with the covenant people of God. He lost his comforts. And at times he even lost his close relationship with God. Despite all, he remained steadfast to the Lord and God. And in his timing, he delivered David and fulfilled the long ago promise of his anointing. You know, reading this tonight, David said, starting at that first verse, huh, to the chief musician, and we know he's talking to the Lord, the Psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hands of all his enemies. Come on. In spite of what David went through, God delivered him from all of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Come on. How many can say that the Lord is their strength? David said the Lord is his strength. That's something David had to learn. David learned this in the ups and in the downs. He learned that God is his strength. He realized that the Lord is his strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God. Come on. We're talking about a man that was in a place of suffering. We're talking about a man that was in a place of loss. But yet and still, he had a heart after God. He had a heart to want to know God. He had a heart to run after God. Even though he knew he had faults, he, he was bound to make mistakes. But yet and still, David had a heart after God. How many of us tonight can say that we got a heart after God? We got a want for God. We got a desire for God. We seek those things of God. How many of us can say that? Because even with reading this, I'm I'm finding that David didn't just tell the Lord he loved him because he saved him from his enemies. David had a heart. David had a heart after God. It wasn't just about God delivering him from all of these situations, but David had a heart to love the Lord. That's something, right? That's a choice. 
David chose to love the Lord with all his might, with all his strength. Come on, he chose to love the Lord. How many of us choose to love God even in the midst of trouble, even in the midst of failure, even in the midst of sickness, even in the midst of pain? How many of us choose to love God knowing that he is faithful? We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through temptations. We're going to go through a many of things, but we cannot allow our love to be uh, challenged at all. That love that God has given towards us, that love that he's shown towards us, we cannot allow it to be challenged. Yes, we're going to go through some things, but do not allow that love to be challenged because it's that love that is going to carry you through. It's that love that's going to change situations in your life. It's that love. And the enemy wants you to lose sight of that love. The enemy wants you to think you're not making it. The enemy wants you to think that God is not there. The enemy wants you to believe that lie, but the devil is a liar himself. He And he is the father of lies. But we gotta get to the point of knowing why David said what he said. Come on, he was no greater than we. He was a man such as we. But David said, I will love thee, O Lord my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation. Come on, he is the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Come on, right there. When we get lost in that place and don't allow nothing to challenge us in God's love and knowing who he is, Come on, this needs to be a a daily, almost a scripture for us, a, a prayer adding to our prayer of seeing that the Lord is my rock and he is my fortress. You need to make him that in your life. And by you saying these things, by you declaring this out of your mouth and your ears are hearing it. I'm not just saying, saying it within your heart. Open your mouth and declare that the Lord is your rock and the Lord is your fortress, your deliverer. Your God, when your ears begin to hear what you say, your heart begins to believe. We got to get to place, get to the place of knowing that you got to hear what your heart is saying. That's why you got to open up your mouth and speak what your heart is saying that you might hear it. That your flesh might hear it. That it might know what you're believing in. That it might know what you're trusting in that it might know who you're following, that it might know whom you are obeying. I will trust my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death compass me, come, come past me, and the floods of the ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compass me about. The snares of death 
prevented me. Come on, have we ever sat in this place? This is David talking to the Lord. Have we ever sat in a place that you felt like it was over? But David said, in my distress, I will call upon the Lord. And I cried unto my God, oh my God, and he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him, even into his ears. Come on. This is a man just like us, but he had the attention of God. He had the attention of God. How is it that this young man has grabbed the attention of God? It's because God desired him. And as God began to show forth his desire for him, David began to desire his God. I'm pretty sure they talked about the Lord a lot. I'm pretty sure that, that the Lord was something that everyone talked about. But David took it personal. David took it personal. David wanted to know him. David wanted to know this God. He wanted to know the power of his God. Why? Because he felt that leading. He felt like there was a God there. He felt the strength of him. He felt as if there was a God that was watching over him. He felt that confidence. David had a confidence in him. So he knew that there had to be someone there. Because he knew he was not built of that confidence. But he knew that it had to be. There had to be someone else there. We got to get to the place. Yes, some of us walk in some nice strength. We walk in nice confidence. But I'm telling you, when trouble comes, we fall on our knees. That's when we get to that place knowing that we are not the leader of this walk. But we are the follower. We are subject to the leader. And he is the Holy Spirit. He is the life of God. He's leading us in the path of righteousness for his namesake. He's leading us into this place because it's all for the namesake of God. It's all for the upbuilding of the kingdom. It's all for the knowing of us, knowing who we are in him, knowing who he created us to be. It's all about knowing who we are in the Lord. He said, in my distress, come on, I know some of us, I know we're going through, but when you set your affections towards God, not towards man, not towards what you can do, not towards what someone else can do, but knowing that what God can do and knowing that his love is great towards you, he said, in my distress, mm, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, who Jesus, he heard my voice out of his temple. Come on. David knew exactly what it took. David knew exactly what it took to go before the Lord. Not that he knew how to, to manipulate God, but he knew what it took to get that moment with God. How many of us know what it takes to get that moment with God? Not that we're seeking God for what's in his hand. Not that we're seeking God just so he can pour out the blessings on our lives. But we're seeking him. David was going after God himself. 
Are we going after God himself today? Or we're going after the things that God can give us? I'm telling you, there's a blessing in knowing who God is. There's a blessing in knowing him as your savior, knowing him as your deliverer, knowing him as your keeper, knowing him as your rock, knowing him as your salvation, knowing him as your deliverer. Come on, knowing him as father. And not only Father, but knowing him as God. He's your God. He's my God. He said he heard me. He heard my voice. Do you believe the Lord knows your voice tonight? Do you believe that the Lord knows your voice tonight? David said he does. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him, even into his ears. David had the ear of God. David had the ear of God. And I believe we that are filled with the spirit. I believe we that are walking in the Holy Ghost and in his likeness. I believe that we have the ear of God. That's why we don't have to fear. That's why we don't have to worry. Because we have the ear of God. Even if we murmur just, I mean, if we whimper just a little bit in with tears, I believe God hears Every cry, every, every morn, I believe God hears our sound because we're born of his spirit. I know that he hears us. He hears us. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundation also of the hills moved and was shaken because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of the nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured, devoured coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon the cherubs and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. He made darkness his secret place. Come on now. Well, who do we have to fear? Jesus. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him was dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. At the brightness that was before him as his thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens. And the highest gave and the highest gave his voice, held stones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightning and discomforted them. Then the channels of water were seen, and the foundation of the world was discovered at thy rebuke, O God, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. He sent from above. He took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemies and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamities, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me because he delighted in me 
We got to know the greatness of what God has done through the Son. Hmm. Hallelujah. We got to know the greatness of what God has done through the Son. David talks about the greatness of our God. But let me tell you, the enemy is fearful. The enemy is fearful of our God. You hear what I say? And it's wrapped up in the name of Jesus. The enemy is fearful of our God. He's fearful of our Lord. He's fearful of our Savior. And when we begin to walk in that counsel, when we begin to walk in that godliness, when we begin to walk knowing that he's there, he's in us, he's in this temple, why should we fear? Hallelujah. I thank God for him being our God and our Savior. Hallelujah. I want to continue this study. Psalms 18 next week. I want to continue this. This is good because we're training our ears to know the Lord and training our ears to know his love and our hearts to know his love towards us. Amen. Amen. See you next week. Hallelujah. Children of the Most High God, welcome back another Tuesday night just to study the Word of God, another Tuesday night to recognize that our God is our Father, another Tuesday night to recognize that He made us to thrive and not to strive, to thrive and not to strive, but to receive all of His goodness, to receive all of what He's made available, to receive that position that He's placed us in, to sit alongside our Master, to sit alongside our Lord. I just thank God tonight that he's given us that faith. He's given us that faith to know that we have the right to sit alongside our Lord, that we have the right to receive of his goodness, to receive of his goodness, to receive of all that he is, my God. I mean, just thinking about it. Just thinking about how good our God is over in Psalms 18. That's where we were last week. And I labeled that. I titled that as great praise, um, great victory. Great praise and great victory. Just thinking about um, Psalms 18 when David began to talk and, and sing a song unto the Lord. When he began to think about the goodness of God, all that God had done in his life, all that God had made available in his life, all of his protection, all of, you know, just all of the goodness that God had done in his life, David found favor in God and God found favor in David. You know, if we could just get to this place of understanding that the Lord desires to find favor in us. The Lord desires to reward us. The Lord desires to treat us. If we could just get that in our hearts and get that in our minds, that as we build this relationship with the Lord, it is his desire to do good things for his children. Oh yes, there's a devil out there, but we got a God. And we got a God that actually is the one that created the smith that stirs the coal in the fire. When we can get our confidence, when we can get our faith in that place, that knowing that God has power and all power is in his hand. He's given all power. 
to his Christ. He's given all power to his children. He's given all power. When we know that God has given that power and that authority, we should not fear. We should not doubt. We should walk in knowing that the Lord is with us. Our Messiah, he is with us. He's taking care of us. And this is something David found in God. And David didn't even have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit like we do today. We have God dwelling on the inside of us. We have God's power and confidence dwelling on the inside of us. I'm telling you, it should be more special. It should be something even more greater than what David can even sing about. We should be writing new songs. We should be singing greater things unto the Lord because we're in a whole nother different light. We're in a whole nother different position. But when David talked about the Lord being his strength, being his God in whom he would trust, David knew the greatness of God's strength. He knew the greatness of God's strength. Why? Because God delivered him. God freed him. God has taken care of him. Come on, I know we can bear witness in this thing. I know we can bear witness where God has taken care of us. I know we can bear witness where God was there. I know we can bear witness when we were sometime uh, uh, look under the weather. We were sometime the weather on top of us. We can we sometime trouble was on top of us, but God delivered us from them all. God saved us from them all. Come on, can we really go back and remember or look now into the place of where we're standing right now. We're standing in a place of faith. We're standing in a place of knowing who God is in our lives. Yes, maybe it was a while. Maybe it was a while back, but I'm telling you, God is wanting to do something new in our lives every day. Every day. God wants to reward us every day. Wow. We keeping our minds, we're keeping our minds stayed on him. He said, he'll give those perfect peace. He'll give us that perfect peace. When our minds are is stayed on him, we got to look unto God who is our peace. We got to look unto God who is our strength. We have to look unto him. Because when hard times come, we don't want to start looking for him in those times. Because I'm telling you, the, the torment of the mind, the place of worry, the place of doubt, the place of unbelief, it, is, it will be greater within your minds. Why? Because we're not spending the time with the Lord in seasons when it's good. In times when we could be advancing and knowing who God is. Why? Because we're walking in a place of victory. We're walking in that place of victory where we can now sing songs unto the Lord. Great songs unto the Lord. We can praise God. Just as hard as we we prayed for God to do a thing in our life to save us. We can right now praise God with the same strength. Do you praise God with that same strength, that same intent? I need thee. Oh God, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, for I come to thee. Do we take that same intense wanting and needing God? And when he begins to come through, when he smooth starts moving and coming through, do we praise him? Do we give him that same intense praise? Do we give him that same intense worship? 
I'm talking about when, when things are not bad, but things are going good. Do you still praise God with that intent? David didn't worship God in a small manner. Everything about God to him was great. Everything about God was great to him. Why? Because God gave him great victories. So his praise had to be just as great as the victories that God had given him. We have expectations. I have expectations. And I believe that I serve a great God. So I know this God is going to do great things. That's why I do my best to give God a great praise at all times. Because my expectations from the Lord is great. It's great. But David began to talk about the greatness of God in his life. He said, he's my strength. He empowers me. I can survive. I can survive against my enemies. I can hold on. I can stand steadfast. I can be unmovable in the things of God, in the work of God. Why? Because he is my strength. When we're going through hard places, when it seems like things are not working out, God said, I'm your strength. I'm going to empower you to continue to stand because I'm working things out. We got to trust the love of God towards us that he will work things out on our behalf. Not only did David say God was his strength, but he said, the Lord is my rock. The Lord is my rock. A place of shelter, a place of security, a place of sure standing where my foundation is sure, where I'm standing is sure. The faith of God, the word of God, when we begin to stand on the word of God, the word of God become a sure foundation for us. We can stand on the word knowing that God is a deliverer. Knowing that God is strong, knowing that God is mighty, knowing that when he becomes our shield, when he becomes that rock, uh, who can move our God? The fortress. David said, he's my fortress. My rock, my fortress. A fortress is a place of strength, a place of safety. You see, when things, when we allow God to get in in this place in our life and he becomes this place in our lives, when trouble rise, we know where to run to. We know where to go. And we know that we can trust in our God. We know that we can trust in our Lord. We got to put our trust in God and knowing that he's faithful, knowing that he knows what's best. Huh? That part right there. He knows what's best. There's a lot of times we want things that's not best for us. God wants the best for us. God wants to do the best for us. And we got to get to the place of knowing him, a God that will do the best, a God that will give the best. Oh, yes, there's hard times and David had them. David thought he wasn't going to make it a lot of times. When when we read the scriptures about David suffering with Saul, David was about to give up many times in that place. Because Saul was in, was like really wanting to kill David. Saul was going after David hard. 
And not only Saul going after David hard, but Saul was the king. So right then, I mean, what what am I to think? What am I to believe? My God, help me. This is the king. This is the king that you raised up. This is the person that you raised up. What am I to do? David had to recognize Saul as being the king, God's anointed one. Could David be believing that God had Saul running behind him? Could could David believe that this was God's doing? David began to pray. David began to seek God. Why? Because he knew God was the only one that could change this in his life. God was the only one that could move this situation out of his life. Because this was a situation that God allowed. God allowed this thing. So by allowing this thing, David knew if I continue to look unto the Lord, whom he is my salvation, whom he is my rock, he is my strength. If I continue to look unto him, God will favor me. God will favor me. Why? Because Saul was the king. Saul was the king. So what what is God going to do with these two? Yes, David was anointed to be king, but he wasn't king in that moment. And David knew that. David knew that there was a purpose in his life. But in this moment, my God, I am about to lose my mind. I don't understand why I'm going through all of what I'm going through. But God, I know you shall deliver me. I know you will deliver me. I know you have this purpose for my life. And I know you will. I know you will deliver me. And when we set our minds and set our hope in that place of deliverance, in that place, not running here, running there, but running to God, running to the Lord who will deliver us, who will save us, who will be that rock, who will be that strength, who will be our God. In these hard places, God knows how to turn things around. God knows how to make a situation stand sure and become right. God knows. Even when it comes to our brothers and our sisters. Hallelujah. God knows how to turn things around. God knows how to turn things that not only will it bless you, but it will bless them as well. We both will be blessed in this thing because we'll receive the understanding of what God is wanting to do in our lives. If it's pulling strongholds down, if it's breaking things in our lives that need to be broken down, whatever God, whatever you need to use, use it, Lord, that you might make me, that you might mold me, that you might make me perfect in you. So we have to know sometime God will use things just to to what? Help us. (laughs) We don't want to believe that, but God will use certain things to help us. God is making us into his image and into his likeness. So we know there's got to be a lot of things on the inside of us that needs to be torn down. That needs to be brought into the position or the place where God desires for us to be. We got to know this. There's nothing good about us in this flesh. So there's going to be some work in our lives that God is going to want to do. 
And it's not going to always feel good. Why? Because we walk so long in this body. We walk so long with this mind. We walk so long with our own ideas. We walk so long. So now we're in a place where God is literally trying to mold and make us into this creature, into this image, into this the likeness of him that we can walk in that power. We can walk in that authority. We can walk in that kingship. We can walk in it, but first we got to be made into the likeness of God. We've received his spirit. We've received the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he is making us. He's changing us into the likeness of our God, into the likeness of our father. He's working this work on the inside of us. And if we allow this work of it to be done through him, we won't be flipping and flopping. So you see, a lot of times we try to make these things happen. We try to make these things happen. We try to change ourselves. We try to stop doing this. We try to stop doing that. I'm telling you that which you're trying to do, you cannot do because you see yourself continuously falling. You see yourself continuously making these mistakes. I'm telling you only the Holy Ghost can deliver us. Only the Holy Ghost can save us. And we got to allow him to do the work in us. If he used something that seems strange, just continue to talk to him. Just continue to talk to the Lord. Show me, Lord, what is it that I'm supposed to see here? What is it that I'm supposed to get here? This place seems tough for me. This place seems hard for me. And I don't believe that this is your desire for me to be in this place. You are my deliverer. And I believe that you will deliver me. But if there's something here that I'm supposed to get, if there's something here that I'm supposed to allow to transform my life, Lord, open my eyes and my heart to see it. Open my eyes and my heart to see it. I don't want to come out from this place to have to continue in it again. I want whatever work you want to do in my life. I want it to be done now. In the name of Jesus. Come on. God is a, he is our deliverer. The one who makes a way of escape. When you know that God is your deliverer, that means when you're in a situation, deliverance is always there with you. Ooh, that's good. Deliverance is always there with you. Even in a hard place. David was in some places. Hard places. But deliverance, because God was with him, deliverance was always there with him. Always. And if we can receive that today, no matter where you're at today, no matter what you're going through today, know that the deliverer is with you. Know that the Savior is with you. He's with you. So if you want to reach, reach out, look for somebody, look within. He's with you. I'm telling you, sometimes situations come that what? That we might start a conversation. That we might begin to talk to the Lord. And in talking with him, he begins to share with us. But as you put your faith in God, when you put your strength in God, you put your hope in God, he begins to speak. He begins to see that you are running after him. You are wanting him. You are wanting him in your life. Have you really made God know that, you know what, Lord, I praise you and I worship you, but I need you most of all. I need you in my life. 
Have we really made God feel welcome? I need you in my life. You see, this is what David did. David was, uh, David told them, I need you. You are my God. You are my strong God. David knew he needed the Lord in his life without any mistakes. He knew it. He knew he could do nothing without God. Are we still trying to walk in our own strength? Are we still trying to make it seem like we know what to do and how to do it? No, we don't. As soon as you receive the Lord as your Savior, as soon as you allow God to come into your life, God begins to start wanting to lead you. God began to want to start to direct you. He has he started uh, moving in your life. But as he begins to move, if you don't move, it begins to slow the process down. But God has, God has a desire to form us, to build us, to know him in his greatness and to know him in our lives that we don't have to fear, that we don't have to worry, that we don't have to move into that place of unbelief, but we can know that he is my strong God. He is my strong God. He is my shield. He is that defense for me. He is, he will defend me. He will defend me. And when we talk about God being our shield, come on, our shield tonight, our horn meaning my strength and my defense. <laughs> my defense, come on, my strength and my defense. Come on, can we, can we line this up tonight? Can we line this up tonight to see how strong and how mighty and how great our God is? And this God is on the inside of us. This God is always with us. This God will never leave us nor forsake us. But if you don't look to him, you'll find where he will sit right there being his faithful self. But if you don't look to him and call upon the name of the Lord, if you don't reach out and begin to call upon the name of the Lord, you'll never see the greatness of your God. But when you take the time to call upon the name of the Lord, who is my strong tower, who is my fortress, who is my strength, who is my salvation, my God, I in him will I trust. And when you begin to say these things, when you begin to move into these things, your heart floods with praise. You can only, I can only imagine David praising God in this manner. And David didn't even have the Holy Ghost, but David knew within his own flesh, within his own soul, he knew that God was his God. He knew it. And we have to know this today. I'm telling you, the times are not going to get any easier. So you got to make sure you know your God, not just what he's able to do, but who he is in your life as your defense, as your safety, as your shield. You got to know this this day when your body seems like it's not moving right, functioning right. You got to get to the point to know that he's still there. He's still there. Let us talk, Lord. Let us talk. We got to learn how to go before the Lord. We got to learn how to cry before the Lord. Not because he's not hearing me, but if I'm crying before the Lord, it's because I worship him. 
I worship him as being God. And I take my body, I take that situation into my place of worship. And then when God begins to see, there's answers. There's answers for you in your private time with the Lord. There's answers for us. Answers where we're free in the place of worship. We're free as we begin to praise God. We receive that freedom in God. Because we take that situation and we weigh it against the God that we serve. We take that whole situation and weigh it against God. Nothing is greater than our God. With God, nothing is impossible. With God, with God, you gotta put him in your situation. You gotta make him God in your life. He cannot be a part-time lover. He cannot be a part-time lover. You gotta look to him. David said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall he save me from my enemy. So shall I be saved from my enemy. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. In my praise, God saves me from my enemy. In my praise, God heals me in my body. In my praise, God gives me that peace of mind. In my praise, I feel the deliverer there. In my praise, when the enemy think he got us locked down. In my praise. (laughs) Why am I praising him? Because he is good. And he's worthy to be praised. This, I mean, this Psalms 18, it's just, it's so getting to know God and, and getting to know him for yourself and not what he can do, but who he is. That was David's main thing. David saw the greatness of God and all that he'd done, but it turned David into a place where he became a worshiper and God is seeking such worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Not just for what he has, but for who he is. When we give our hearts and our mind over to who he is, he begins to change things around us. He begins to change things around us. We got to know that he is our stronghold. He is our high tower, our refuge. Our refuge. I'm telling you, a place where, look, I can look out and see the enemy. I can look out and see the enemy because God has become my stronghold. And I can look out and I can see the enemy and I can know that I'm protected by God. I can know why because I'm in a stronghold. I'm in a place tied. I'm in a high tower. I'm in a refuge with God. And that is God. It is God that is my refuge. It is God that it is my high tower. It is God that is my stronghold. It is God. See, we got to know that he'll become everything we need. He will become everything when what that we need when we open our mouths and we place God 
in our situation, declaring, Lord, I declare that you are here. Lord, I declare that you are our defense. Lord, I declare whatever is going on in our lives, I declare that you are the protector. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we set you up and we set you up on high, that you're watching everything that goes on in our lives. Everything that goes on in our lives is there for a purpose. And we're trusting you. We're believing in you, Father. We're releasing our faith totally in you and not only in what you can do but in who you are we love you lord hallelujah we love you lord and we love your love that's on the inside of us we love your love hallelujah we love your love that's on the inside of us you love us with an everlasting love with an everlasting love my god and we thank you lord we thank you we thank you and we give you praise. Psalms 18, we give you praise. Lord, you're training our ears to, to hear and know. You're training our eyes to see and know just how great you are in our lives. Just how great you are in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.